Hello, and welcome to the Fail Into It podcast hosted by me, Genevieve. Here on this podcast, I have candid conversations with real people about how experiencing and learning to deal with failure is the secret to elevating your life. I also talk about my own struggles with failure, everyday mindset tips and tricks, and the ins and outs of how I like to navigate this human experience. We don't fall into success, we fail into it. So let's fail, fail, and fail again. All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Fail Into It podcast. So today I thought I would go into a little bit of detail about my own meditation and journaling practice. So I've actually had quite a few people, and I'm not saying this in the influencer way when they're like, I've had so many people ask me about this. I actually have had a few people ask me about this, mostly uh, close friends and family, but I have also had a few followers on my Instagram ask me about my meditation practice and how I go about it and that kind of thing. So I figured this would be a pretty interesting podcast topic. And to be honest with you, it might be a little bit long-winded because there is quite a backstory to it. And I think meditation is different for everyone. I want to start with that disclaimer that meditation can be and is different for everybody. And so This is just how I navigate it, but there are so many different avenues and I really encourage you to do some research or even just try yourself and find out what works for you. But I will talk about what has been working for me and what it means to me and that all that kind of jazz. So I think the best way to start, and you know what, actually I wanna start by giving a disclaimer that I might be talking about some triggering topics during this podcast um so i just want to give a little bit of a trigger warning there are some references towards eating disorder and a emotionally abusive relationship and then anxiety and panic attacks so i just want to put that out there that i will be talking about those topics in this podcast and if that's something that might trigger you or uh would be something that you shouldn't be listening to right now please just go ahead and not listen to this episode but I just want to give that disclaimer before I begin. So let's just start with the origin of meditation for me. So I grew up in a Catholic family. I went to Catholic school my entire young adult and childhood life. So I went to Catholic school from grade kindergarten to 12th grade, and then I went out into the public school world when I attended college. And so I've been exposed to a type of meditation or the idea of meditation for the majority of my life prayer can be seen as meditation to some people and I will say that in my young life I've definitely gone through a lot of meditations where I was like met Jesus for example like they would have us go through a guided meditation and during the meditation you meet with Jesus and Jesus tells you things or tells you how much he loves you and how great you are and how important it is to be a child of God but I didn't really get introduced to the real idea of meditation until high school and this is going to be a little bit more of a long-winded explanation because I only just recently figured out that this was a huge and pivotal part of my personal life journey and I didn't even realize it until maybe this last year. So I went to an all-girls Catholic high school and obviously one of the classes I had to take, or maybe not so obviously, but when you go to Catholic school, one of your required classes every year, no matter what semester or anything, is religion. You have to take it. So it takes away a spot of like you could be taking an AP class or a 
honors class or something like that, you have to take religion. So I've taken a lot of religion courses in my life. I've studied world religions. I've studied the Bible pretty in depth, things such as that. And so when I was in high school, I had something what was called a campus minister. And I believe the campus minister that I am talking about came onto campus either my freshman year or my sophomore year. And I really want to say it was sophomore year. Unfortunately, things start to blur together as you get older. And I would really have to look back, but I'm pretty sure it was sophomore year. And she had just recently graduated from a college um, in the area. And she, her specialty was campus ministry, which is essentially someone that takes care of all of the religious events on campus so whether that be mass on campus prayer services retreats things such as that she really took care of all of those things and so she was in my life since i was pretty young 15 years old and she honestly i don't even know if she knows this but she was such a impactful part of my life and so important in my life and the reason i'm talking about her is because she is one of the first people to actually introduce the idea of meditation to me in a non-prayer form so when i was in high school there was a lot of things going on obviously and one of my main focuses was to go to college and get a great degree and get a great job and i thought that that required me having a million and seven extracurricular activities and so i because i went to a catholic school i had a lot of opportunities to participate in different events that involved leadership and religion and spirituality and one of the things that my high school did was a yearly retreat so you would do a freshman retreat a sophomore retreat a junior retreat and a senior retreat and so I did my freshman retreat there's no opportunity to be a leader during a freshman retreat because you are a freshman but after that fact I was a leader for retreats in the years coming so I believe see this is also where things get muddy but you'll get the point I was a, a leader in these retreats after participating in the retreats as I grew older in order to grow my resume and also get experience and help out because I did really love these retreats I thought they were super impactful and really meaningful and they really were super important to me because high school was such a weird time and I felt more connected to myself and to God and to my community by doing this and so I continued to do it and so I was I want to say I was a sophomore retreat leader when I was a junior for the sophomores and then I was also a senior retreat leader when I was a senior because seniors lead their own retreat and then I also participated in what was called art and spirituality that's something that our campus minister brought to campus from her own program when she was in college and it was super pivotal to, for me and that was when I was first introduced to this idea of meditation in a non-religious way and I don't think that was intentional or maybe it was intentional but art and spirituality was essentially a group that met every week for I think it was maybe eight weeks and we would get together and we would do art projects and a lot of it would require self-reflection silent meditation and then after the silent meditation we would draw or create a vision board or whatever art project we were doing at that point in time and it was all very non well it wasn't non-denominational some of the stuff was uh, different religions but it was a super eye-opening experience where I was first exposed to this idea of meditation and looking inwards and taking this time to be still and be silent and this campus minister was super pivotal for me in terms of helping me grasp certain concepts that I wasn't aware of at the time. So in high school, 
when I was my junior year going into my senior year, I got into a relationship with a boy from a school that was nearby and it ended up being a not so great relationship for a multitude of reasons. He was just not very nice to me. It was a toxic situation. Essentially, he was not very nice to me. People around me knew he wasn't very nice and yet I was like blind to it because he was my first love. Anyway, so I was also dealing with the pressure of wanting to get into a good college and wanting to do on school. And I really, really struggled with my self-esteem, my self-confidence and the idea of feeling like I was enough. I never felt like I was enough. And this campus minister, she knew this about me. I went to her on a multitude of occasions where I was just panicking and crying and couldn't keep myself together. And she really, really was so important to helping me it wasn't even in the moment like I didn't know that how important she was until I grew up and was like I would not have made it through high school without her and she has just said a lot of things and done a lot of things that I truly admire and she I look back on some of the stuff she did for me and the things she said to me to help guide me through certain things and I was like I just can't believe how it amazing she is and how truly important she's been in my own spiritual growth process years and years after the fact. So she used to tell me all the time because I was always struggling with the idea of God. I used to be super religious when I was younger, very felt very connected to God. And then that kind of fell off when I went to high school and I would always say to her, I just don't understand. And she was like, you have to realize God is within all of us. And I never really grasped that concept at the time. I just was like, oh yeah, whatever. But now I was like, she she knew what was up. Like she really knew. And so anywho, not to get super long-winded about my high school situation, but essentially I had this campus minister. She really was so important in my high school and for my own, like through my teens and showing me what spirituality could mean and what it could be. It doesn't necessarily have to be religious, although in my situation it was, but you you can twist things to make them look differently and be differently for you. And this is so that was when I was first introduced to meditation, inward reflection, that kind of thing. But I wasn't really practicing it. It was only in certain scenarios. So it would be during this art and spirituality retreat or during my senior retreat. But that was kind of when it first started happening. So then I go to high or I go to college. I leave high school, I go to college, and I end up having to break up with my boyfriend because he ended up cheating on me, which was obviously a very traumatizing event, very awful. And so I was going through a lot at the time. I was under eating, over exercising, and just really not myself. I went through like a year and a half where I was just truly just disassociated from everything. I don't really remember much of those years except for getting up and going to exercise and then, you know, eating like um like just cliff bars and getting like uh cake pops from starbucks like that and then eating egg whites and eggos like i had a very it was very it was bad it was just all very bad it was not much going on there so anyway so that year i don't i didn't practice much of anything 
at all because I was just so lost. Um, I ended up getting back together with my ex-boyfriend at the time. It was not good, but necessary in order for me to understand that it was not the relationship for me. It was emotionally abusive and manipulative and not good. And so I got out of that. And then when I got out of that, I had gotten into a sorority. I had made some friends. Like I was really kind of taking a turn. Things were getting better, but I was also still struggling with over-exercising and under-eating. And then I finished my sophomore year. I'm still not doing so great in school. And my junior year, I move into a house with a bunch of my sorority sisters and I start getting really anxious. Like all of a sudden I start having these panic attacks in the library, in my house, out and about. Like I just couldn't get a hold of myself. I was really, really not in a good place. And I was really just struggling mentally in all aspects um at the time i was also dating brandon we had gotten together at this point and things were good like things were good in my life but i was also just struggling with this crippling anxiety i'd never really dealt with anything like that before except in high school for a brief period of time when i was going through all of those changes my senior year as i mentioned my campus minister was there for me. This was kind of the scenario where I was dealing with anxiety, but I actually didn't know what it was. So while I was in college, I started actually recognizing, oh shoot, I think this is anxiety. And because of the stigma around mental health, especially in my own upbringing, I didn't really know that that's what it was. And I didn't know how to ask for help because I didn't think anyone would believe that I was actually dealing with this. And so for months and months and months, I was just dealing with such intense anxiety. I would get up in the middle of the night, my head would be itching so much that I would have to take a shower in in order for it to stop itching. And at one point, I remember like this one day distinctly, I went to the library, I put down my stuff, I put down my laptop, I had, I always had like 40 drinks with me. I had like a water, a Diet Coke, a, um, a latte, and then like a Gatorade. Like I always had so much to drink, but anyway, that doesn't matter. And I set everything down, got it all set up, and I opened my laptop and I just started crying. Like I, I had a full-blown panic attack in the library. I threw all my stuff in my bag really, really quickly. I ran home, literally, and I needed to study. I needed to do work, but I physically couldn't. I got to my room in my house. I laid down on the bed. I and I just started losing it, like crying uncontrollably. And I was so desperate that I actually went onto my laptop and Googled like meditation for relaxation because I just like didn't know what to do. And I remember distinctly like putting on my headphones and actually being afraid to close my eyes because that's how intense this anxiety was. And so for another week or so, I went on like this. And then finally, I just had it and I went to University Health Services. I asked for help from a doctor there, like expressed like what was going on with me. And the only thing that they did was prescribe me antidepressants, which was not at all what I was looking for. And I was actually pretty upset because I was looking for someone to help me. And instead they just gave me medication, which I know in some cases can be super duper helpful. I'm not downplaying that at all, but that's not what I was asking for. That's not what I needed. I needed someone to talk to. I needed someone to suggest that I maybe go through like maybe cognitive behavioral therapy, something like that. So I actually ended up telling my parents at that point what was going on. I hadn't told them up until this point because I was afraid that no one would believe me. And that's when this was like right around the end of the year as well. So it was about time to go home. So I remember I went home after the end of the year and my mom was so distraught because I guess I was super pale, super gaunt, 
super skinny, just did not look healthy. And she actually thought that I was like very ill. She thought there was something super wrong with me. So immediately she put me with a therapist and then she actually had been, you know, you know how moms talk, they talk with their buddies. She had heard about uh, some, one of our local yoga teachers actually uh, works with people with anxiety, specifically young women. Um, young professional women who are dealing with anxiety and she uses breath work to do so so I was then when I went home I was seeing a therapist once a week and then I was also seeing my breath work coach once sometimes twice a week and that was another experience I had with meditation so there this all has connected so I was working with this breath work coach and I would essentially go to her and she would take me through guided meditations or guided breathwork hypnosis. I'm not exactly sure. We never really discussed exactly what it was, but it was definitely a meditative state of some kind. And we would do that for an hour. And then we would kind of chat about what's going on in my life, what's all those things. And then she would suggest uh, naturopathic supplements that I could take, which I actually take some of them still to this day. I have a whole box of things um, and I have what she like I wrote down why she had me take them and that kind of stuff. So that was another experience I had with meditation. And it was pretty deep, deep meditation, but it was never consistent, a consistent practice. It was just something that I was introduced to yet again. So just like in high school, it was something that was kind of not very consistent. I will say that it was more consistent that summer when I was getting all of that help with my anxiety, but it was still not, not consistent. Like I wouldn't do it when I wasn't with her. It was only that one hour a week or two hours a week. So then I went back to school. I graduated from college and I ended up going straight to nursing school right after graduating from the University of Michigan. And I was doing much better, but I still wasn't doing great. And so again, I was still talking with my breathwork coach. I actually worked with her for, I think, three years before I um, ended up walking away from that, which I actually regret (laughs) and I wish I still was in contact with her because she has just been so helpful and was so helpful for me and I owe her a lot and I would love to actually learn from her how she was able to help me because it was so pivotal but maybe maybe this will be that maybe this will birth that maybe I'll go back and talk to her because she really did change my life with this but anyway I digress so I was still talking with my breathwork coach It was not as frequent um, and it's harder to do over the phone. It was more so kind of therapy sessions over the phone as opposed to doing breath work over the phone. I had to do my own breath work on my own time, which is hard to do, especially when it's so deep and intense. It can be. So I was in nursing school. I was living in New York City. I was struggling with the anxiety of living in New York City. I do not thrive in a city environment. I will just point that out right now even living in Boston is still a little too city for me but Brandon loves it so we are here and it's not that bad it's just I would prefer to live like in the mountains or out in Arizona or somewhere beautiful like that but that's okay so I was struggling with that I was struggling with nursing school obviously at the time I wasn't really aware but now retrospectively I definitely (laughs) know that it was because I was misaligned with what I was doing but that you know we all have our journeys we all have our paths and you have to figure stuff out for yourself so I was dealing with the anxiety of nursing school and I remember I would downloaded the Headspace app at this point this is when about when I downloaded the Headspace app and I downloaded it and I would use it when I was on my way to clinicals. So I would 
either Uber or Subway to the clinical to my clinical rotations and I would do meditations on the way there and so it would be really quick I'd put on my noise canceling headphones I'm actually wearing the same headphones now that I was wearing then and I would do the meditations and Headspace is a super super interesting app and I highly recommend it for anyone that's new to meditation essentially it has a million different guided meditations it also has options for semi-guided meditations and unguided meditations and it has like sleep meditations and courses it's really really a great app and a great investment if you're looking into getting into meditation but i also know that there's so many different options out there so you just got to find what works for you but that is the app that i have used for years and years now i think it's about three or four years so definitely recommend the headspace app but anyway so I would do those meditations, but again, not a consistent practice. It would more so be for when I went to clinicals. It would never be like, I'm like, okay, I'm waking up, I'm meditating today. I never did anything like that. It would be maybe like a couple times a month, a couple times a week, something like that. So then I graduated from nursing school and moved to Columbus, Ohio, where I got a job in nursing. And same thing, I would use my meditation app on my commute to work. So I would have to take a bus to get to the hospital. So I would get on the bus, I would do like a two or three minute meditation before work, and then I would go to work and that was it. So that was a little bit more consistent than when I was going to clinicals, but still not that consistent. And I wasn't, not that I wasn't doing it right, but I wasn't quite understanding what was happening. So it was kind of an interesting scenario. Fast forward to when we moved to Boston, again, not super into meditating consistently. It's something that has always been there in my life. So we started in high school, and now we're here, we're, we're a year ago in 2019, 2020. And I kept having this desire to want to meditate and every everything kept pointing towards meditation, whether that be social media, it's been obviously talked about quite a bit on social media meditation it's really all the rage right now and then there's also been like these teachers in my life whether it be my campus minister my breathwork coach people just suggesting meditation and mindfulness but I wasn't quite there yet with it I wasn't quite understanding what the purpose was I always thought it was just to manage my anxiety but it's become so much more than that for me so during quarantine when COVID hit and everything, I was really struggling again with my anxiety and with my purpose and what's going on and all these kinds of things. And so again, I turned to meditation. And when I, so Brandon and I ended up leaving Boston and going to Wisconsin for a period of time during the first wave. So sometime in April, I think we went and we were there until like June. And I started a practice of meditating and journaling most mornings so I would meditate for about 10 minutes that's all I could manage and then I would do a gratitude journal and then like what I would do that day or something like that and what's funny is during that time period when I was meditating I was really really struggling with the idea I was using the guided meditation so someone would talk to me like tell me what to do and then bring me back when you know your mind goes a little crazy and I'll, I'll talk about the guided meditations in a minute but I was doing that and I was struggling because I was falling asleep <laughs> during a lot of the meditations I couldn't stay awake which was super interesting considering I also had all the time in the world to sleep and I don't know why this 10 minutes I needed those 10 more minutes to sleep but I digress so I would do that and then I kind of fell off the wagon again and then I was trying to meditate in the bath and it just like I was really struggling 
but trying my best. I was really, really trying because I was like, I need to do this meditation practice. But the thing was, is I didn't have an intention behind it. I didn't know why I needed to do it. I just wanted to do it. So then we fast forward, we come back to Boston after everything's opening up. I have to go back to work. And in July, I start meditating very consistently. Every morning I would meditate for 15 minutes in silence or with the guided meditation and then journal. And then I would go on with my day and that was like really great. I was really in the groove. And then again, I fell right off the wagon and then, sorry, this is so, why am I apologizing? This is my podcast. It doesn't matter, but I essentially fell off the wagon and then I was like, put in the situation where Brandon got COVID and I was quarantined for 21 days in my home and I was like okay this is it like I kind of fell into some spiritual um, Instagrams and social medias and I was like all right like we're I'm doing this for real like this is happening I need to figure this out and so I've figured out my meditation practice I can now say I'm like very very consistent definitely five days a week if not every day of the week and I was struggling like I said to do like 10 or 15 minutes when I started meditation and now I can sit in meditation for 30 to 60 minutes a day no problem sometimes I'll even meditate twice and so it's really been super interesting and I can honestly now speak to the fact that so many things have changed for me my mentality, my attitude towards things, my mental clarity, my focus, my memory. So many old memories have resurfaced since I've started this practice. And I guess what I'm trying to get at is meditation is different for everybody. It means something different for everybody. And for me, originally, if we listen to kind of my story, it was originally a anxiety mindfulness practice and has actually developed into a more spiritual practice but spiritual practice in the sense that I'm trying to get more in tune with myself and with who I am and been really really interesting to go through this and learn more and more and I feel like I have gone through periods now where I've tried to make it super complicated and now I'm back on it being super simple and I really just think with anything in life meditation is a very unique and individualized process and you have to decide for yourself and figure out for yourself what works so some people can meditate for five minutes a day and be totally fine and it be perfect and it does exactly what they need it to do whatever that is but for me it's a longer process and more meaningful and intentional for me i have to really take the time and cut out the time for myself to do that and It has honestly been so interesting to watch myself change as I've grown through this process. So like I said, I I started with the guided meditations on on, uh, Headspace and I really, really jived with those at first. Like they're so good about explaining kind of what meditation is and how you're supposed to do it. So essentially the idea of meditation is to sit in silence or guided or with binaural beats or whatever you want and observe your thoughts that's the point you kind of want it like if a thought comes in you just kind of like let it go and like you know sit in the silence feel your body feel your surroundings feel like listen to the sounds around you that kind of thing but 
it it gets deeper and deeper and harder and harder because as you sit more in this practice, more stuff comes up. What I've realized is I have had a lot of things come up, old insecurities, old memories, things that really have I've not thought about in a very long time are all of a sudden surfacing and that's because I'm taking this time to sit and calm my mind and calm myself and come back further into myself and oddly enough or maybe not so oddly enough it's not really that much of a surprise I have a lot to work on and a lot to unpack for myself in order to step more into myself there are so many things that even just in my young childhood or in my young adulthood or even in my 20s that I've buried in order to try and transcend to the next thing I think that oh I I have to just let that go I can't or I have to put that down I have to not feel it it's not important and it, it really is and I think that's what meditation is teaching me that I really need to deal with things in the moment when I'm there because if I don't they just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger while they might be being packed down but eventually that's going to all overflow it's going to spill over if you keep filling your cup with stuff you're eventually going to overfill your cup and then then what are you going to do one you're not going to have room for other stuff and two you're finally going to have to deal with the mess on the floor so it's been a super interesting process and it's really just been I've been kind of going with the flow that's sort of my theme right now I think for myself I think January for sure for me is kind of like a go with the flow situation I just want to feel my way through things and not necessarily schedule and plan and one of the things that I've been sort of listening to my intuition about or listening to myself about is that I was originally doing these semi-guided meditations on Headspace and they were just getting in the way I kept finding that like I would finally get to a place where I was like "Ah, I'm in the you know I'm in the zone between thoughts like there's nothing here and then he would like talk and I'm like ah shit like I was there (laughs) and then you then a thought would pop in because they started talking and like to know not their fault or you know not anyone's fault it just like was a situation so I have been feeling more called to be doing silent meditations which has been super interesting and is very very uncomfortable but at the same time has been reaping a lot of benefits and a lot of results for me and has been super super interesting to find out that I am very uncomfortable in silence and a lot of us might be uncomfortable in silence and I'm learning how to manage that I'm challenging myself I'm stepping outside of my box I'm getting super uncomfortable and it's working I don't really quite know how to explain what's happening, but I am different. And I notice it, Brandon's noticing it, other people are noticing it, and different in a good way. I just feel like myself and I feel more in control of my emotions and my reactions and my thoughts. I just feel better. And so this has been really exciting. I've also been dabbling in guided meditations on YouTube. So there are some really cool guided meditations. It depends on how spiritual or maybe other realm or quantum you want to get. Sometimes it might be a little too intense for people. I totally understand. But I've kind of been dabbling in the idea of, you know, talking to my spirit guides or talking to my past loved ones or... um, like talking to my higher self for example or even doing I've been doing a lot of chakra healing which this might be a little 
woo-woo for some people, but this has really been working for me and I've really been enjoying this process and learning about myself and learning how I can heal myself or change myself for the better. And this has been a really, really fun process for me. So I've been enjoying it and I'm going to continue doing it. So I've been doing some chakra meditations and that's been really eye-opening and interesting. And I can just feel the difference. Like I can feel the energy around me and within me changing and the people I'm attracting and the opportunities I'm attracting and my abilities to do new things like record this podcast for example I would have never in my entire life imagined that I'd be doing something like this and yet I'm enjoying the heck out of it and so it's just really been a process and a journey and I think my meditation journey has been so beautiful and wonderful and I'm so excited to continue on this journey and I'm so thankful for every person that's played a part in me figuring out and continuing to figure out this meditation practice for myself. I saw something the other day where someone was talking about how they were meditating and they kept thinking about tacos. I don't know who it was. I wish I remember but basically she said she was like that's why they call it a practice because you're always trying to get better and things kind of will throw you for a loop sometimes and that's why you keep practicing and I thought that was so beautiful because that's true you're never going to be an expert at meditating even the most (laughs) well-practiced meditators struggle with having things come into their mind and getting interrupted and maybe not having the best meditation or only doing like two minutes instead of doing an hour that kind of thing that's because it's a practice and I think that's something that we should all take home with us in terms of everything in our life that you're not going to be good at something I talk about this all the time but it's so important you're not going to be good at something unless you practice and you keep trying obviously there are some circumstances where you might be good at something on the first try and that's freaking awesome but most of the time you have to keep practicing and putting the work in in order to reap the benefits of something and then once you start reaping the benefits you don't stop you keep going I think that's something that we all tend to think about or do is that when we reach our goal or we get the results that we're looking for instead of continuing on we just stop and what's the point then like why did you go through all the effort to get there in order to just stop now also there's the circumstances in which you might be doing something and it doesn't jive with you or you realize that's not what you wanted you get your result and you're like okay I did it and I don't want to do this anymore that's a different situation but for the most part when we do things and we get our the result we're looking for we should keep going we should be diving deeper we should be leveling up because when you do that you just elevate yourself even further you become better you become a new person you become a better version of yourself when you continue to reprogram and then download new things essentially like a computer like your computer wants updates and if you're anything like me you never update your computer but you should because then your computer runs better more efficiently and it keeps battery longer and this that and the other thing if you continue to take care of yourself and work towards becoming better and more efficient and more skilled you are going to see so many things come your way because you're putting in the time you're putting in the effort good things come to those people who wait I say this all the time but good things also come to those people who work fucking hard 
you have to work hard in order to see things come to fruition and so you have to put in the time you have to put in the effort if that's the only advice i can give you for meditation it really is well there's a couple things find something that works for you don't just follow someone else's idea like literally you have to trial and error you have to figure out what works for you because what works for me might not work for you and might not work for her and might not work for him it's just it takes time you got to figure it out a small amount of meditation is better than no meditation at all so just taking like two minutes when you wake up to sit down and meditate can really make a difference for you what i found is when people say just two minutes just five minutes what happens is, is you start that small goal it's very easy it's attainable it's manageable because sometimes it could be hard to find time in your schedule to put in the time to literally sit and be still. I know how hard that is. I completely and totally can relate. So I totally get it. So starting small is good. But what ends up happening is when you start small, you find more and then you start feeling better or you start reaping the benefits or whatever. Then you realize, oh, I can add on a few more minutes. Oh, I can go from two minutes to five minutes. Oh, I can go from five minutes to 10 minutes and so on and so forth. And that's how I've actually been able to build my practice from being five minutes, 10 minutes to being 30 minutes to an hour, maybe more than one time a day because I enjoy it. I enjoy just sitting there with myself, but that takes time and that takes practice. So start small. That's really it. Do some research, figure out what you like. It, it doesn't have to be fancy or anything. You don't even have to get the Headspace app. There's a million and seven different free things on YouTube. You could find binaural beats. You can find guided meditations. You do not have to buy a subscription to an app in order to reap the benefits of meditation. You can do it sitting. You can do it lying down. You can do it walking. I haven't tried walking meditation yet. I haven't gotten there, but apparently that's pretty awesome. Really meditation at the end of the day is being present in your body in this very now moment. So feeling, you know, I'm like touching my hands together now, like feeling your fingertips. Like I'm feeling the my voice come out of my mouth. I'm feeling the air go into my lungs, that kind of thing. Just taking a moment to stop your brain from going a million miles a minute and just taking a second to center. So you breathe in. and you breathe out and you literally I already feel more centered just from that one breath alone just taking that time you could do maybe five or ten breaths you don't even have to set a timer or sit down like sit down you could do it standing up whatever you want to do but just take a moment to be with yourself and I really really challenge you to try it in silence however if that's too difficult difficult at first I would definitely go for a guided meditation whether that be through the Headspace app or I think Calm has an app I think they have one Um, And I do know actually that Headspace just released a series on Netflix, I want to say. I haven't really looked into that myself, but I know that it's on there as well. So you could even try that. So there's so many different things, so many different avenues, so many ways to use meditation and to look at it. And I really just challenge you to, to take the time to figure it out for yourself if it at all interests you. Um, I'm more than willing to answer any questions that you may have. I can You can reach out to me on Instagram. You can send me a message on my blog. Um, I'm more than willing to answer. But honestly, there's so much information out there. You can 100% find the answer to the question that you're looking for on Google. But I am more than willing to answer. I, am, I will say that I'm by no means any expert in this. This is just something that I do for myself and I'm learning and I'm still learning and I'm excited to continue learning. And I think that's where I'm going to leave this episode. It was really, really long. 
so we talked about kind of my origin of getting into meditation or when it was first introduced to me, my meditation throughout the years, specifically throughout college. And now we're here and I'm way more consistent and it's become an actual practice for me and more so has become spiritual as well as a huge mindfulness practice for me. And I have seen so many benefits specifically in my own anxiety and ideas around self-worth. So highly recommend if you're thinking about trying, just do it. Just take a few minutes, a couple deep breaths, and you might feel a lot better. Yeah, I think I'm going to leave it at that. I hope you have a beautiful, wonderful day wherever you are. And I can't wait to have another episode with you guys so soon. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Fail Intuit podcast. If you are looking to connect with me further, provide me with feedback, or just chat, you can shoot me a DM on Instagram where you can find me at Genevieve.fit, or you can reach out to me via my blog, which is peacelovegenevieve.com. I look forward to chatting with you all in another episode so very soon.